What's up? It's Jasmine, and welcome to New Age Mamas. What up, ladies? How y'all feeling? I am feeling great. You feeling good? I got some news for y'all. I'm good, too. Ooh, what's the news? I got some life updates. Y'all know I always got some life updates. Yes, let us hear it. So... I took my test Saturday, as you all, as the listeners been listening, I don't know if you all haven't been listening. If you have been listening, welcome to the show. <laughs> but so I am taking a test to become a home inspector. I did not pass my test again. I was blue. Y'all, I got my hair done. I went into the testing center this time. I did everything different. My score did increase. Okay, but I did not pass. So my new studying methods, because I switched up the way I've been studying, and um, I even switched up the book that I've been using, like a whole new book. Just and it's been helping nice. me understand. I've even switched up the videos I've been watching. So like, which I'm getting a better understanding of it. So, but I'm gonna take the test again. But y'all on Saturday, I was not in the mood. Like usually, y'all know I'm usually positive, Patty. But Saturday. When I got that score, y'all, when I seen it said fail, I said, mind you, it's other people taking their test next to me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody look at you? Oh, no, because I was mad. I was like, what? And then so I'm hurry up trying to get my stuff so I can get the printout because I wanted to see my score. And another thing about this test they don't really break it down very well. So like they broke it down in four sections, which is like building science, which is very, uh, building science is the 10 top, out of the 10 topics, like 10 topics is HVAC, electrical, plumbing, all that is in building science. So when you don't break it down to show me where I got like weak, you know, or good in, it's a little bit harder because I don't know. And they kept giving me the same damn, questions from my last two tests baby switch up these damn questions because now you're confusing me because i don't know if i didn't got it right or wrong the first time because y'all give me yes, some. that will confuse me yes i'm like gee give me some new questions please i need some new questions please please i need some new questions so yeah i'm trying again in november so i'm not done with that I'm not done with my journey i'm not giving up <laughs> Girl, if I was you, I would have been in there with some secret glasses, taking pictures like I've been. And you know, the crazy part, they barely like that testing center. They didn't check nothing. Well, he they did have cameras outside, but they didn't check nothing. Like, usually they'll check your glasses. They'll check your hair, check everything. They just made you put your electronics in the locker. And then that was it. They didn't really check anything. But now nah, I'm going go to pull right up way. my sleeve like A, B. <laughs> No, nah, I'm going to go about choice? it the right way. Yeah, it's multiple choice. 
So it's 200 questions. And so, yeah, so then I did a brain dump after um, with some of my study mates of just, you know, getting it all out of what was on the test so that we can start reviewing and studying. And so I'm still going to do my same, like my, the past couple of weeks of how I've been studying, I'm going to keep continuing since my score has increased. And like for the ones that I were like super duper close, like that, I got like a, of 15 out of 17, I'm going to make sure that I tighten up on those so I can get a 17 out of 17. So those easy points that don't go away. And what score do you need to have? I need to pass. I need a 140. I just got a 127. So to pass, I need a 140. So you got it. We believe you. Thank you. We're going to keep being with you. We're going to keep going going with this. Right. You are usually very positive. So to know that this one got to you, it's like, dang, but yeah, I see still and like I'm switching up everything still, like still determined. It's still like, oh yeah, it's still popping. I ain't giving right. up. And Look. so that's just a testament to like who you are and just the journey that you on. And if anybody mm-hmm. listening and if you going through something similar or if you think you can't do it or if you get that no the first time, Keep, Keep going. going because baby, I didn't invest too much money, time. Mm. I started this journey last August of like being in class, studying. But then, you know, of course, I have real life. I have work full time. I have my son. Yeah. I have, you know, just other stuff. We the podcast, like we got other stuff going on. So, <laughs> so trying to get everything, you know. It is, it's a lot, but it's not impossible. So I'm not going to give up. I'm just making sure I stay razor focused and not also I'm trying not to compare myself like, dang, this person got they test and everything like, Hey, yeah, me and the person, the guy got another journey. He wanted me to wait a little bit. He told me he wanted to see how I was going to act with these no's. And even though he be telling me a lot of no's with tests, me and tests, just like, I'll tell y'all about that different story, but (laughs) That's a different long. Him, me, and Tess, I be. But um, so yeah, and then another life update, y'all. Like when I tell you this whole week been crazy. So basically they told me I need a new engine for my car, which I'm not getting. And <laughs> and because that's basically a new car, which I'm not getting that either, because I'm trying to get a mortgage next year. So that's not gonna mess me up. So just pray for me, y'all. And I asked them, is my car still safe to drive? They said yes. So me and the red beam are gonna be driving until the wheels fall off. Well, hopefully the, the wheels, wheels don't fall off. But fall off. I feel <laughs> so that. I just pray give me another year. And then um, then last night my son has pink eyes. So you know, it's just it's been a it's been yeah. a nice week, but I'm still, I was in a funk yesterday, but that was before I found out about the pink eye, but I had my day of funk and now it was all right, time to get your life together. <laughs> yeah. Feel your feelings and getting back to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel that for me, I think I just like been buckled down. Like, of course I'd be having you in my ear talking about planners where the planners at where the planners you know, coming at? up around on the season um i just been like focused on what makes shay happy okay what, i like that you know what is what makes me feel fulfilled and that's mm-hmm. focused on things that like you know i don't just 
make planners because, you know, it's for people. Like I do it because I try to find a way to organize my own life. Um, and not just love that, that I love being creative. I like, like people like doodling people like, you know, stuff to look nice. You know, I love stickers. I love a whole bunch of creative stuff. So I'm just trying to find reasons to do that stuff. What better way than to do it for other people? So, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where my focus been at. Um, my daughter was sick last week, but she had hand, foot, mouth, and she's better now. Like, that's she was good. me for it because she had a fever like for a long time, and I'm like, man, like, did it I last more think... than five days? No. Okay, because I know Thank usually God. they say if the fever lasts more than five days, then it's a big issue. Exactly. But that's, and that's where that's where I was at. So it, and that's the thing. It had broke. Then it came back. Mm. Then it broke again. So and then she's been fine since. So no runny nose, even. So like, that's good. So what can you tell the audience when you experience hand, foot, and mouth? What to expect? What um? We, what treatment? Talked about this, but I'm gonna reiterate it. Basically, I think we touched on it, like what it was, but we right. didn't touch on like how did you handle it? What to do? do I, you, right? Should you go to the doctor? Should you do oatmeal baths? Like what should um the audience do when they figure out? Oh, my child has hand, foot, and mouth. Right. Um. So personally, I am not the type of parent who runs to the doctor. Because I just don't always feel like it's necessary. I do feel like you should if that's going to make you as a parent feel better, especially if you're monitoring your child. I would never like just neglect to take my child to the doctor if I felt like, you know, it was something serious. But I just kind of hold off on it as a last resort, just because my experience with hospitals in general is just like. When I get there, yeah. I know what they're going to tell me half the time. Yeah. So it's like, unless it's something I'm not already doing, then there's no point in me getting prescription for something I'm giving her over the counter or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of what it was in the situation. It's like, all right, now I know they tell you not to Google, but I can do my own research. I have eyes. I know my child better than they do. So I'm seeing like... The first thing I noticed was on her hands was the blisters and stuff like that. And so at first I'm thinking monkeypox and I'm definitely was, I was definitely going to take her to the hospital. But then I started looking, I'm like, no, it's given, you know, hand, foot and mouth. And it's literally, it's localized, it's localized Mm. to her hands, it's localized to her feet, it's localized to her butt. Wow. You know, I kind of just took a risk of like, this is what it seems to be. This is what I'm going to go with. And especially after that second and third day and it started to heal. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I thought it was. And so I just given her fever medication. Um, she didn't really have a bad case. So literally as soon as it popped up, it kind of just, it maybe flared up that first or second day by that third day it had already started healing nothing busted open she wasn't that's good irritated she wasn't messing with it I think she only messed with that first day but nothing popped open or anything like that the worst part about it was her fever and her attitude Mm, Um, not the attitude (laughs) because you know my little boo sassy so and she was just miserable oh baby but yeah other than other than that like you know, working on 
other business goals. And basically I'm doing like my whole apartment. I've been decorating my daughter's room. And yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Diamond. Y'all, I'm good. Like <laughs> as she smiles. Life good. is good. Life has been life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Other, what other term to use? But I've been lately, I've been trying to be more positive and like be Love more it. happy and be more. Things just aren't out of my control. If y'all know the old me, I just felt like everything was in my control and I'm controlling my life and controlling what's mm-hmm. going on. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent, like I started to have that, okay, I control whether or not you finna be my friend and you finna be a part of my life. Like I have that control, but also it's more to that and it's something bigger. So I've just been letting life, life, life in. I've just been cool. Um, That's good. Stop stressing so much. I was stressing over like school because like I'm trying to hurry up and finish like my getting my master's like I just want that part to be over with and I feel like that's just going to be a low lifted off my shoulder like oh girl I'm gonna be yeah so relieved we're gonna throw a party Mm -hmm. okay because I'm gonna just be like um and then for like the last I want to say for about a month so far like I've been potty training my son and he's been doing really well like yeah how did the uh so are you still giving them stickers or is the stickers not working? Yeah. So let me update the listeners. So I made like, well, I asked the group chat and then I made like uh, a little Facebook status asking people what do they reward their child with after they, you know, use the pot. Normally I reward him with stickers. At first, I'm not going to lie. It was like fruit snacks and candy, but I didn't want to keep giving him fruit snacks and candy. Um, so I just started to do stickers and I felt like um, in daycare, that's what they use stickers. Like they put sticker, they give them stickers and then they put them on underneath their name. So I just wanted to, you know, incorporate that and use stickers. So I went and brought like Mickey Mouse. He loves Mickey Mouse. So I brought the Mickey Mouse stickers and he's right now, like he literally like just a couple of minutes ago, he just went. That's why I told y'all. Because <laughs> he come, t- come tapping on me and he pointed to the bathroom. I'm like, you gotta go. Good that job. is so good. Yeah, that's why I had like text y'all separately. Like, hold on, y'all. So all right, did you put him <laughs> on underwear or is he still in pull-ups? No, so he's in pull-ups. Um, he's in pull-ups. Um, I have a bunch of underwear. I'm just put him on, put him on underwear. Yeah, I'm See, just he's telling so I'm you. Put him on the, I'm gonna put him on the underwear. I do like I have put them on it before and just let them wear for about one or two hours. But I'm I want to start like once he comes from daycare, have him wear it all the way until it's nighttime. Because of course, like he's not fully potty trained to where he's waking up in the middle of the night to go. Right. But, yeah. So I think Congrats. I'm going to try it. I know yeah. that. Is so and y'all good. should see what he literally. I would take his tab. He. I just gave him two stickers, and he just literally stuck them on his tablet. Like okay. <laughs> so it's Aww. like but i did read some of the comments um i had a cousin made a comment saying she gives her baby vitamin gummies that he thinks are fruit snacks so i, I think i'm going to try that because it's more of a healthier way is going with gummies he don't know the difference he's thinking it's a fruit snack so mm-hmm. i think i'm going to try like giving him the gummies as his reward because i don't think the stickers are pleasing him like he's just like okay 
<laughs> like we tried to do the potty dance. I'd be like, yeah, like but I, I mean, so but he's still telling you. you so maybe he doesn't even because he's still telling you, right? So maybe yeah. he doesn't really need a reward. That, you know that's what I'm a saying? good point too. I was gonna say that like because you trying to find to phase him out of the reward and yeah, because yeah. you're trying to find rewards to give him. He doesn't even seem. <laughs> Like he needs the reward. He like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm still doing it, you know. Now, if you want to use it to trick him into eating his vitamins, but yeah, he seemed like he's ready. Like he like, yeah, sticker. But I don't want to sit anyway. in this no more. I don't want to yeah. sit in this diaper. Like this was the play. first time. Like he literally came and tapped me and pointed to the bathroom and really went like. I'm like, okay, like just shocked me. So I'm like, okay, you get two this time, buddy. But normally Good how job. I do it is if I have to go, I normally force him to go. Like, okay, let's both just sit here and look at each other. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, well, I, I didn't been used it already, but I'm, you, you sit right here and we just going to stare at each other until you get it together. I love it. Good job, mom. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's, it's been going well. And I like, literally they, it's like, uh what they call it a stigma or something boys are harder to potty train than girls like it's always like so maybe that could be a future topic um for sure yeah we could definitely touch on that yeah but you know um diamond you talking about you know potty training and just how your son is communicating with you it kind of can segue into our topic for this episode So today we're going to be discussing speech delays and development delays and parents' worries regarding those delays and figuring those delays out. And um, so we also, Shay is so brave and so nice to also discuss with us because what were some delays that that the doctor was concerned about your daughter? Um, So, uh, well, I guess we'll just rewind. So I noticed when she was younger that there were certain things that were just different, like just the way she didn't communicate in certain ways or she wasn't meeting certain milestones. And so I just kind of kept an eye on it. Mm -hmm. And then when she went to daycare, it kind of like it helped her, but there was still like that noticeable Delay, basically, like she was delaying her speech or just delay on certain, certain so, milestones. Speech was the biggest one. Um, and just like certain motor skills and um, sensory awareness, things like that. And that was the biggest thing is just noticing her sensory awareness and how it wasn't that great, but it, she would get very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um loud noises and things like that she can get hyper fixated on something to the point where like you call her name and she won't answer and so immediately like hearing things like that and just knowing what I know about autism is kind of where my mind went oh um, because and- on my end because my son he didn't like loud noises and for a long time like you remember for his birthday party he didn't even like when people say yay like he hated loud noises but I would have never thought that was a delay like a, a develop development delay um it's you, not quick I question even... too you ain't also think like it could have been just hearing wise like so yeah that so we did think that maybe 
something was wrong with her hearing. Um, and so as she got older and like, we started this podcast, what back in, we started recording in March episode. So she wasn't talking then since we've like, you know, gone through, you know, each week. Okay. Hold on. Wait, stop. So give us a timeline of age. So what that was about 18 months that she wasn't talking. Yeah. So even at 18 months. And so now she's two, which is 24 and is that when you, five months right now, technically. And is um, that when you started taking it like, okay, something serious or when did you, what, how many months did you, did you start realizing like, mm, it's a little delay, but now at 18 months is that's when you were like, okay, nah, we really need to go see somebody about this. Or when did y'all start thinking that? Okay. So I'll backtrack to basically when she got back, she was in daycare from three months until six months. And then from six months old to a little after a year old, she wasn't in daycare and she was just at home okay. with me. And then and it, it was kind of COVID, especially during that time. So nobody was really going out. We were kind of like huddled up in the house. Um, and I was actually moving, living in Florida at the time. Sorry. When I moved back to Illinois, I put her back in the same daycare because I kind of just moved into the same area, put her back in the same daycare. And she was about, I would say 13 months. So maybe within the next two to three months, her daycare noticed and they thought it was something with her hearing, but I had already, I, I was like, I was entertaining it, but I didn't think it was her hearing because I knew she knew her name. She just didn't respond certain times when she was being called and didn't want to, like, she didn't want to interact with the other kids at the daycare. Um, very standoff. She like literally within the last, like, over the summer, she really started opening up to her friends at the daycare. That's so good. Um, and she and she honestly has blossomed so much in, in the last few months. So um, basically like around, I think it was like around 14, 15 months when we started working with early interve- intervention. And um, basically, if you don't know what early intervention is, it's just like a program through the state depending on which state you live in, in the U.S., um, you can get assistance, basically. And I'm going to pull up what I um, what I found on the internet. But basically, her daycare is partnered with early intervention because they already see some of the kids there. And so how does somebody know when to go there? Like, did you take your daughter to the doctor first? And then that's when they referred you? So she had, I think she had a normal like physical around that time. Right. And we did bring up some of these concerns with the doctor and they were going to refer us to um, like a speech therapist and stuff like that. But we ended up doing all of that through early intervention because so you can get a referral from the doctor, but you don't need one. You can go to early intervention yourself. 
um, especially if you feel as though it's something, because initially when we did our evaluation for early intervention, which I think was at 13 months, mm-hmm. she didn't get in. They didn't think there was anything um, to monitor. And oh, so nice. I kind of had to push for it again because I was still having the concerns of like, I feel like she's still delayed. I feel like she's not hitting these milestones. So it's basically like services and supports are are available to babies and young children with developmental delays and disabilities. And then they also help the families. So and this is free for anybody yeah. who gets into it. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. up until the age of three really. And then I believe after three and older, it's different, different rules apply. But, um, so first, you know, we go through the first evaluation, they don't see anything, go through the second evaluation and they do see what I've been saying. So we had a intake meeting and they assess her and they agree. And so we basically go into what does she need? And at the time, you know, she needed a speech therapist, an occupational therapist, a developmental therapist, and then we also have a social worker. And the social worker basically just helps as far as like the family is concerned. So um, I won't go too much in detail, but at the time of starting early intervention, like our family home life was kind of like unstable. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, you know, we've gotten into our apartment and things have settled down. And, you know, I think that has also helped her improve. So I'll just nice. also say that, you know, home environment definitely helps. So, so how did this make you feel going through all this? Oh, a lot of emotions. Because, of course, I was thinking something, it was something wrong with me, something I was doing wrong. Um And because I was going through such a dark, like postpartum episode, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was doing what I felt like other mothers were doing as far as how involved they were at the time. And that's just because like my depression was just so great. But I, I know now that it was, there is more to it because she's still having these things. And I know that I'm not in that same place. So it's like, I know that, you know, I'm pretty sure she was probably just as stressed out as we were. And even even with that, there are still certain things she's not hitting in where she should be. So once we got into early intervention, she started speech therapy and developmental therapy right away. Um, She just started occupational therapy like maybe a month or two ago. Have you seen improvement since starting? Yeah. Absolutely. Big improvements. So when I say like she wasn't talking at first, she's been saying like she's surprised me like every week. A few weeks ago, maybe like a month or two ago almost, I found out she can count. (laughs) She just ain't telling y'all. She knows. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe she she just don't want to talk to y'all. Like, okay. (laughs) She just ain't telling me. But no, it was like, it was even like there were certain things that she would say at daycare that she wouldn't say at home, and certain things she wasn't saying at home that she wouldn't say at daycare. She started talking at home before she started talking at daycare. Mm, Okay. 
So it's just these things. It's like, which don't is- you think is kind of normal? Perfect. A lot of kids, they'll talk at home, but when they get to daycare, just yeah. be shy. It's a new environment, new people. Yeah. I don't think it was very new, though, you know, because that's the only daycare she's all ever been at. She knows her teachers. She's very she's been there. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think she I think it's like helping build her confidence because I did. I don't think she was confident in her words and what Hmm. she was saying, because she was a blabber. Like she was saying she was trying to like say stuff, but she wasn't actually using words until like, you know, a few months ago. So now she can count to 10. She'd be acting like she can't count to 10, but she can count to 10. You know, she can say her colors. Purple is her favorite word. Yes. And it sounds like she's things. hidden things. So what? Right. That, like, she's so it, funny. Like, right. Like, but she's funny, like, because it's also her understanding of things. Like, she started off saying, like, mama, dada. And then when we would say, say mama, she would say dada. And so for a while, she would only say dada. She wouldn't say mama at all. Like Mm. this went on for months. And so then I just was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to get you to say it. I'm just leave you alone about it. I'm going to just ignore you. Now she, mama, mama, mama. So it's like her understanding of things. Like you just, I have to go about things differently with her. You know, she's also more intense. And because she couldn't communicate as much it was just like tantrum 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 like Mm. I'm going off like I'm a cry like you know I'm a hit I'm a swing like whatever because I can't communicate what I want and now she communicating what she want and she be mad when she can't get what she want and that's Mm. what we're working on but um working with in early intervention like her her speech therapist comes over every week so when I'm saying like this in, is time that me and her father invest into her and to I love this uh, developing her. So, you know, that means on Tuesdays at 530, that's where we get, you know, and every we don't just have that. And she has two therapies that at the daycare. So we don't necessarily have to do anything different. Cause she go to daycare every day regardless. Right. But you know, we do have to make time with the social worker and she checks in and not like checks in like that, but just making sure we're okay, that we're taking care of ourselves. If there are any, like, you know, for example, when we were thinking about switching her from different daycares, she was looking for daycares with us and telling us of the daycares that she know and that she actually works in and which one would benefit you know, my daughter with where she's at. And there were certain daycares I was looking at, like, she was like, no, I don't think she would thrive in that environment versus, oh, I think she would do really good here. And she knew these things. So that was very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't end up switching her because we just feel like she's so comfortable where she at. It's just kind of far from where we're at. It's not Mm -hmm. far. It's just like, gas got high. And we like, dang, it's it's out the way. It's not far, but it's out the way. So how did you hear about the early intervention? Her daycare. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So they they brought it up. Her teachers, you know, they they love her so much. They are so involved in her and her, you know, her growth. And they noticed these things about her as well. And so they will bring the concerns like me and her dad. They mostly talk to her dad 
um, because he's the one who's at, he drops her off and pick her up. So they see him most of the time, but he would come home, tell me, you know, everything that's going on. And mm-hmm. um, they were like, you know, we really think we should get her in to see early intervention. And I'm like, you know, I think, you know, I definitely been seeing these things too. I agree. I didn't know that was something that was available to us. Yeah. It's been, you know, a godsend, you know, she is developing not in, not only like she, like motor skills as well. So like her balance, her posture, like how she walked and stuff like that. She literally would walk forward and fall over. Like Mm. she had no balance, like those things like that they've been helping with her with. Nice. So for parents who say they, for some reason, don't qualify for early intervention or if they haven't heard of it, what, where should they go to find these programs or to find a speech therapist or to, or what was the occupational therapist? Like, where would you think that somebody should search to start their search of like, Hey, I'm having these issues. I don't think they're hitting the milestones. Like, where do you think people should start before to explore and to really to really make sure they're investing in their child's development and making sure that they grow, they're growing on, you know, at least closer on to the milestones and not neglecting, neglecting these signs that they're seeing early. Absolutely. So um, I feel like, I feel like, and I'm, I might be wrong. Early intervention, you it, it's for everybody. It doesn't, it doesn't cap out. It's not based on income or anything like that. It's literally like if your child has a need for and up to the age of three. So if mm. you notice those things early, you know, you want to get them in as early as possible. And I was grateful that I did notice and I did push for it. And, you know, me and her father pushed for it. Um, so that we can get her in as early as possible so that she is thriving where she is right now, you know? Right. Um, and if I am wrong, um, I don't think I am, but if I am wrong, obviously consult your doctor um, and they can refer you to a speech therapist, occupational therapist, obviously, if they feel like it's necessary. And if you are hitting that obstacle of someone being like, well, I don't think that's necessary or I don't think there's something wrong, Remember, nobody knows your kid better than you do. So Mm -hmm. if you're seeing these things, push for it. Um, We was just talking about it earlier. If you hear that no, sometimes you got to do it again until you hear that yes, especially if you feel like you're not getting the necessary help. And if you're in daycare, like if your child is in daycare, nine times out of 10, there is a child in that daycare that's possibly getting services. So consult the director or the teachers, ask them if they know of any information. I always say like consult like your county or your state, definitely the YWCA, anything like that. Um, They have resources anywhere where mothers and babies are getting resources. You can ask for that help. Um, And so, yeah. So nice. Let's get into real quick, just a couple of type of delays. There's mm-hmm. cognitive delays. Mm-hmm. There's motor delays. Yeah. There's social, emotional, and behavioral delays. Mm-hmm. And then there's speech delays. Yeah. So 
before researching this, I never knew with so many type of different delays and having to go to all these different doctors regarding the delays. Yeah. And so she did register to have like a cognitive delay and a speech delay and things like that. And she's still delayed in her speech. Um, Cognitively, I'm not sure. Like, I just feel like maybe she just takes a little bit longer to learn or, you know, as she's getting older, I'm just seeing so many different things that I'm just confused with the child, you know, but But it's like, how do you like determine the difference on whether your child is having a delay versus your child just isn't necessarily ready or you as a parent because I did this a lot when my son was making comparisons with other children uh on where they're at like I was getting oh this child is walking by this age or this child is talking yeah my child just isn't just at that moment so it's like when is the moment on where you have to say okay now I'm seeing something is wrong or um, I need to consult with his doctor or her doctor. But a lot of times too, if you notice when you go in for the milestone checkups, the six months, the 24 months, your doctor should be having you, you know, fill out a development form. Is your child walking now? Is your child crawling? Can your child grab things? Uh, does your child- And you should be honest with those. Yeah, with definitely those out. be honest. Cause some people just, you know, probably just fill it out just to get it over with. But literally I, I be honest every time I fill it out. Um, yeah. So it's like, how do you, for our listeners, it's like, how do you know when, how do you basically know that your child is being delayed? Um. Well, and I, so the listeners can't see you, but you put quotes around wrong. So I just want to put emphasis in, emphasis on the fact that that was one of my biggest things in my mindset of not looking at her or anything that was going on as if something was like wrong per se, you know? Um, Because when I would mention her delays, especially before she was in early intervention, people kind of brushed me off a little bit. Ain't nothing wrong with her. And I'm like, I'm not saying anything is wrong with her. I am saying I am noticing things about her. And so, you know, as a parent, if you are having like a similar situation, you are going to maybe feel as though there is something wrong. I wouldn't I wouldn't approach the situation that way. I would approach it as though like, all right, I'm seeing these things. So like um, a mother's intuition, basically. Huh? A mother's intuition. So you just. Yeah, like, yeah, because nobody like even like even her father at first didn't even ping on to certain things that I was pinging on to. It was literally just me feeling within my spirit like there is something more here. And so I just why not get additional help? Why not get another opinion? And, you know, unfortunately during that time, especially like while I was down in Florida, we didn't have medical insurance. It was like trying to transition down there and trying to figure out their laws and everything they got going on there. It was just very difficult in that realm. So she didn't get like a checkup during that time. 
And so it was literally me having to notice these things. So then once we got back into Illinois, I started working at a job and I got insurance right away. You know, she got into the doctor and even still they weren't pinging it. And so it has to be you as a parent. Like it has to be you kind of advocating for your child and and paying attention to those things. Like, I'm going to be real. I did compare, but not. In the it's so hard way. not to compare. It's it's hard not to compare, but I because that's with anything regarding not even your child. I did, and even and I'm gonna be real. There were certain times where I did feel discouraged. Like I said, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Not something was wrong with her, but I, the more comfortable I got with being like, okay, if it is something going on, I would rather handle it then brush it off and be like well there's nothing you know or keep on brushing it off and just like I'm gonna see how she grow because that's you know sometimes it's like all right I'm gonna see how this develop and that's okay too for me I felt like you know especially when I have her daycare providing this service and we can you know hit this as early as possible that was the opportunity that I wanted to take And so I think that is just like paying attention to, you know, how your child responds to you. Like that was the biggest like autism thing on the spectrum, but she wasn't pinging on like other things. And so it was just like, all right, I'm still, but that is a cognitive thing. She hears us. She's ignoring us. You see what I'm saying? And these kids Um, do it a lot. Right. But I've, I've been around a lot of babies, not never the way she was doing it. And so that's, and that's where I'm like, I'm comparing my experience. I got a nephew who's only a year older than her, who I was helping take care of. So, you know, I was noticing, I'm like, okay, I just had a baby at this stage. Let's let me, I'm kind of seeing where he was at. And then thinking on my upbringing, because I, you know, I have siblings and, you know, cousins and, you know, I've been around babies and, you know, my friends got babies. So I'm right. I'm just comparing like in a in a sense of I'm not going to get the answer of, you know, every child is different. Right. But at least around what the age group is supposed to be doing. Exactly. And I, I didn't feel like she was on par with that. So, um that's uh I think I, I hope I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And also, um, from that too, Diamond, from your question, like just I know a lot of people don't say, you know, say don't Google, but some of these credible resources that are online that have done their research puts how to spot, how to spot this. Like there's a couple of websites, how to spot a language delay. Some, and then some certain things, they does not babble or respond to loud noises by three to four months. Does not attempt to imitate sounds by four months. So it's certain things, they're not saying like maybe just one, but certain things that they're saying like, Maybe just look this up and look for a credible source to see yeah. where this is coming from. Because we can Google everything else. Absolutely. And that's the difference. You got to know how to Google. You can't just Google. and You have to discern the information that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know how to do that, you won't just be told anything. You're just going to be reading anything and believing it. Right. You have to know what works for you. You have to know 
if, like you said, a credible source and make sure you're getting it from a credible source. Don't be on them uh, conspiracy theory websites. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure, make sure uh, you get your information from the right place. But yeah, like I would say, if you are noticing anything, start as early as possible. If you, your child is in daycare, like I said, you know, reach out to the teachers, the director to see what services they can help you with if it's available. And, you know, of course, if you have a child in early intervention um, or is starting the process or thinking about it or want to know more, you can definitely reach out to me through New Age Mamas. And I'm so another quick question, Shay, is early interventions, is that something free, a free program or do people go through their insurance? How does the payment for that works? So I believe it's if you qualify income wise, it's free. And otherwise, it's through your insurance. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for being so brave and talking about this with us, because that is a very sensitive topic. A lot of people aren't willing to talk about like, you know, these things. And it's very important that we're making people aware that it's just, hey, this, it happens to more people than what you think. And it's not a big deal as if, not a big deal as in you can get help for these things instead of not talking about this and then letting your child suffer. Exactly. Rather than being, you know, being confident, like, hey, no, I really, like you said, I think it's something. And then them not finding something the first time, you like, no, I need you to do this again. <laughs> because and something- reiterate like that thought within my head that there is nothing wrong. I'm just supporting my child in the best way that they need. Because yes. let's say you do, let's say I do even find out there is a diagnosis of something. You know, there's not something wrong. That's just our reality. Right. You see what I'm saying? I love so that. We just, you know, don't be afraid to find out either. Oh, a lot of people probably are. Because sometimes it's it's not easy to deal with a child who has disabilities or, you know, any type of like autism or anything like that. It's not easy. And so it, it makes parenting a little bit harder. And parenting is already hard. Nobody really wants that. Honestly, if we're being real, mm-hmm. but when it's the reality you face, and I'm not saying nobody wants that because I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, in the sense of that added um, pressure. pressure, yeah, or the added responsibility. Because I see people who don't want to be parents already, <laughs> just being regular parents, like it's all and, and nothing. You like, dang, I got to go do this extra step. <laughs> yes, exactly, because. I was just saying, like, I have to commit every Tuesday and every other Wednesday that time, you know, for Milani with her therapies. And it's not, not like if that. we miss, it's just like, oh, we can just go next week. No, no, we it's, may have no, missed. No, we're rescheduling <laughs> by sometime this week, but we ain't missing this session. And, you know, we also have to implement the things that she learned with the therapist at home. So it's not love just, that. Right. Say it, it again it, for the listeners, because this exactly. is something that they have to do. Exactly. You have to invest in your child. You're not just sending them to the service to be helped. You have to help. You have to be involved. Me and her father both sit in on all sessions and make sure that we are both in communication with the therapist and what's going on and 
you know, it, it helps that she has both of her parents involved and actually, you know, immersing themselves in the process because that's how she learned. That's how she'd been blossoming and having this spurt of, you know, words and, you know, communication, everything that's been going on. Cause that's us, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yes, love it, love it. Well, Diamond has a nominee for us. Oh yes, nominate mom. We gonna have to do like a a little jingle or something, right? Go ahead, Miss (laughs) Edit. Nominate mom. There you go. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we need like a little background music, a theme song for that. Okay. I'm singing on y'all. Y'all know I used I used to sing. I got a recorded oh, track somewhere. Man. Girl, I just found out she used to live in Florida. <laughs> you okay, because <laughs> we ain't know that either. We sit here so just as shocked as you were. I don't know. I've lived many lives, you guys. Okay. Keep on living them, girl. Okay. No, for real. Just make sure they ain't double. <laughs> I don't do the double lives now. No, I have <laughs> nearly enough time for that. I barely have time for this one. okay so we have a mom who has been nominated anonymously um so this mom is an expecting mom she's new her name is nia nia is expecting her new bundle of joy in almost two weeks nia is going to be a phenomenal mom she played an amazing role with helping another mom succeed throughout her pregnancy and throughout her journey of motherhood. Nia is a blessing to that child and to that mother. Nia is literally a burst of happiness. Even her husband calls her sunflower. We love you, Nia. We thank you. We appreciate you. And you are amazing. And God will continue to bless you and your new bundle of joy. So, yay. Shout out to Nia. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Okay, so we might as well wrap up, you guys. This was a great episode. I can't wait for next week. I literally get excited just to record. (laughs) So thank you guys for tuning in and listening to another episode. Please, 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 we can't stress this enough. Make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening, tuning in. Make sure you guys leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. It only takes a few minutes. So thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, make sure to nominate another mom. You can do that by following us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at New Age Mamas. That's N-E-W-A-G-E-M-A-M-A-S. You guys can DM us, message us, and nominate a mom. And we'll see you guys next episode. We have more in store for you guys. So please tune in. And that's a wrap.